0: Invest in professional development for your entire organization, boost its potential, and see it grow. Choose Docebo, the world's most powerful platform for corporate learning. Learn more at docebo.com Greetings, Professor Falcon. Strange game, the only winning move is not to play about a nice game of chess? What you've just heard is the voice of Joshua, the most famous artificial intelligence of the 80s. The year was 1983, and in the USA a movie was released that would influence an entire generation. Its name was War Games, and it told the tale of David Lightman, a young and brilliant computer genius a hacker so skilled that he was able to infiltrate the supercomputer that the American government was using to control its own atomic missiles. This supercomputer was called Joshua, a powerful calculator capable of simulating multiple thermonuclear war situations using the pillars of strategy, such as those in games like chess or poker, War games was the expression of an uncertain time in which international tensions were running high. Many of us were afraid of a third world war and the potential extinction of all humanity. Play and destroy, destroy and play. There's a clear link between these two very human tendencies. In Los Alamos, during the Manhattan Project, The scientists working on the American atomic program were also enthusiastic players of chess and Go. The latter is a Chinese game. It's sort of like checkers, but much more complex. The rules are simple, but addictive, as games often are. And talking about pastimes, one of the most important scientists of the last century, John von Neumann, also made great strides in developing game theory. He was one of the fathers of computer science, and he was also a pioneer for artificial intelligence. It's no accident that he took part in the Manhattan Project and later theorized MAD, or Mutual Assured Destruction. MAD was the doctrine which the USA would follow during the Cold War. The idea was simply to fill their arsenals with such an amount of atomic weapons that any conflict would have brought about the same end. The utter destruction of both sides. Play and destroy, destroy and play. Games can teach us a lot. They can teach us how to calculate probabilities and how to fight wars. They can also show us how our minds work. And these minds don't necessarily need to be human. I am Guido Brera, and you're listening to Black Box, the hidden side of finance, a podcast by Cora Media, sponsored by Docebo. It's the 9th of March 2016, a Wednesday. On the sixth floor of the Four Seasons Hotel in Seoul, over 200 people are following a game that will go down in history. Between Japan, China, and South Korea, over 60 million people are also following it broadcast live. The battlefield is a 19 by 19 grid. The battlefield is a Go board. To win a Go, you have to surround the adversary's stones and conquer as much territory as possible. It's important to point out that this game has nothing to do with chess. Just consider that in a game of chess, you have about 20 possible moves in go, you have over 200. Mathematically, there's a clear difference between the two games. In chess, After the first two moves, you have about 400 possible combinations. In Go, you have more or less 130,000. And so on. The number is so staggering that even Joshua from War Games would find it challenging. Here's another example. If we take into consideration each possible game of Go, including absurd scenarios where the players aren't trying to win, The possible combinations are so many that they can't even be written in decimal form. The number would be so high that it would even be greater than all the molecules in the universe. On the 9th of March, 2016, in Seoul, two great players are facing each other. The first is Korean. His name is Lee Sedol. He's a GO champion and the greatest GO player of his generation. But on the other side of the board, there isn't a human being. Or better, one of the players is just there to move the stones according to the suggestions of a computer screen. This person isn't even a Go player. He's a programmer for the IT company DeepMind. There's a reason he's there, because Lee Sedol's actual opponent is a computer, and the computer is running an AI. Or perhaps, thinking with one. It's called AlphaGo and it was created by Demis Hassabis, a self-taught programmer and consummate gamer. After graduating from Cambridge, he developed a true obsession for the writings of John von Neumann on artificial intelligence. Opportunity calls in 2010, when Hassabis founds DeepMind with the goal of developing thinking machines. After some time, serious investors start to show up, such as Peter Thiel, co-founder of PayPal, who has just invested in another winning startup, Facebook. Then Elon Musk of Tesla and Jan Talon of Skype. At this point, reality and fiction come together. Just like in the movie war games, Hassabi's AI is given a specific job, playing games, of course. And out of all games, they choose the most complex and creative one, Go, of course. Just like von Neumann said, for a machine to think like a human, it needs to play like a child. I play, therefore I am. From the 9th to the 15th of March, 2016 in Seoul, Lee Sedol and AlphaGo face off five times. The results are astounding. The machine wins four of the matches, with unmatched ingenuity and talent, to such a point that it even changes the face of the game of Go itself. But Lee Sedol's defeat seems to signify something more than just mere play. It's as if humanity itself has been beaten as well. What if humans and AI faced one another in a different manner? Since 2016 and those fateful winter days, the species has evolved even more. Two years later, DeepMind releases AlphaZero, which is a much more powerful generative intelligence than AlphaGo, capable of exceeding human experience and learning new games on its own, quickly and victoriously. Just like Joshua in war games, he learns by playing against himself. First, tic tac toe, then increasingly tense simulations of global thermonuclear war, until he reaches the fateful conclusion. is not today. But we don't know for sure if it'll come to this, and we can't expect future thinking machines to all be like Joshua, or even that there'll be a final threat at all. The debate surrounding artificial intelligence is focused on the so-called existential threat, meaning the fears and doubts that we as humans have about innovations getting out of our control or even worse, of rebelling and destroying our civilization, or even where other humans use them for the wrong ends. Once again, the human species is facing the threat of a new and sudden technological paradigm shift. However, unlike the case of the Cold War, mutual assured destruction and containment strategy wouldn't be applicable to human and AI relations. nuclear technology was strongly centralized. It was financed by public investment and regulated internationally according to the logic of deterrence and reprisal. Artificial intelligence, on the other hand, is the brainchild of a few individuals from Silicon Valley, but it has thousands of implications and multiple potentially devastating risks. Also, it can't possibly be contained unless we imagine a pervasive and permanent surveillance state. The game gets tough. The future is today. Sometimes, the worst dystopias coincide with our reality. Black Box is a Cora News podcast produced by Cora Media and sponsored by Dolcebo. Written by Guido Brera with the Diavoli. Editorial supervision by Francesca Milano. Intro and sound design by Luca Micheli. Editing and post-production by Luca Micheli and Emanuele Muscatelli. Production organization by Alex Peverengo.